6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for tuning in. This is a fun show. I am your host, Pam Benjamin. We do four-minute sets. We have four minutes of critique by the comedians in the room. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Um... New jokes, old jokes, anything you guys got to work on. If you're up on stage and people aren't giving you comments, take the time to ask questions because it's your time. Use it. All right. Remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Uh, it's a nice compliment sandwich with, uh, you know, the poop in the middle. But we're all going to be kind to each other and really helpful. And yay, joke workshop, yay. Uh, in the fills today, we have a bunch of satanic music because of the new art show. Uh, is called Snake Church, and it's all depictions of Lucifer and the devil and all that kind of crazy fun stuff. We had a satanic ritual in here on Friday night. It was a lot of fun. All right. Clean the bad juju out of the room with some good jokes. I'm excited. Your first comedian is here visiting us. Uh, he runs a class sometimes. He's a, he's a very funny man. Clap your hands together. It's Jesse Fernandez. <laughs> Oh thank oh thank you guys. Oh that's what that wasn't obligatory. No way. Uh <laughs> the I totally get the the you're wearing Pam you're wearing a t-shirt that says Lucifer. That's so fitting for the event. It's awesome. It's got like a rainbow in the back. Gay Lucifer. Actually d- there's a lot of messages there at once. That's <laughs> a little confusing. I'm into it though. Um, okay, so I got some some stuff that's like, uh, well, you'll see. Uh, okay, so this, uh, um, I, I'm into inventions. I think inventions are cool, like a morning run. What a great invention that was. Like somebody, they finally invented a way to take two terrible things and make them even worse. That is so cool. Uh, okay, I'm probably going to be pretty married in my notes on these because they're not super memorized. Okay, so the first thing I... Uh, want to convince you guys? Well, I don't know who who here has tried a bidet. Whoa, really? You don't know? Oh, that's way more interesting. That what was on the fence for you? Did the toilet break? And you're like, is this a bidet now? <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay, so it's not. It didn't stick in your brain enough. Okay, well, it would have. It was bad. Why? Why? Uh, it felt weird having water sprayed. No, no. You got to look at it differently than that. Like, okay, so it, it, it was like spraying and it felt weird and you didn't like it. Try this. Like it. <laughs> it's invasive. That's what's cool about it. Like, okay, you maybe there's like a resistance for some people. Like, oh, I don't want to learn anything about myself. But that's, you got to get over that and then like it. Because that's the way it works. For the people who, uh, everybody else who tried a bidet, who did not like their experience with it? Nobody. You're the weirdo. Do you have a butthole? Yeah. Okay, all right, that's not the issue. All right, <laughs> congrats, yeah. Applause break for that. Um, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. You know, you're allowed to not like a bidet, but let me convince you uh, that you're wrong about that. Uh, okay, so, like, there, like, we, uh, you know, in America, it's not like a bidet culture, but there are places in the world where they have a bidet culture, and the way that they look at us 
is the way that we might look at another country if, like, instead of taking showers, they just wiped themselves off with paper towels. So it's like, it's a, it's a hygiene thing, you know? Like, we wash our hands, because we're supposed, you know, like, because we gotta touch things. We wash our hands for society, but we wash our buttholes for ourselves. It's about self-care, you gotta love yourself. All right, that line's not as good, but some of those are pretty damn good. Uh, okay, and then, um, let's see. I got a bidet for $100. Uh, Thank you. I got a honk for that price. That is a good price for a bidet. Now, I know that some people, like, you don't have a hundred bucks to spare. I totally get it. Uh, the, I, you know, bidets should be subsidized by the government. I get it, man. But if you got that hundred dollars to spare, you should cut that joke from the bit. Uh, okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, finally for that bit, uh, I, uh, well, this won't work. It's more of a momentum thing, but it would just be like I should sell bidets after the show. I'd be the only comedian in history who's sold um, bidets as merch. It would be a funny line just like as a momentum thing, but like as a, you know, the way that I stopped it and then said that, obviously it wouldn't work as well. Um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> Jesse Fernandez, everyone. Yay. I like that morning run joke. I thought that was great. Thank I feel you. like you could have a bunch more of those added, like, I don't know, dating app. That's Things a good idea. that suck or clean butthole. But oh, then you can go into segue. the, totally. like, yeah, something like that. And then I was thinking about the words, like, bid day, like, by day, like, now uh-huh. you, everyone's cool with their buttholes now. Everybody's gay. Everyone's bi or something about buttholes. Bid, by yeah. day, bid yeah, day. Yeah, totally. Just to play. Because you're pie. already sort of playing with language. Yeah, so. a little verbal. You know. Analingus. All right. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> other comments. Okay. Uh, thanks for the thoughts, Pam. Yeah. Did, are there other comments? Other There's people? somebody holding a, a mic to their uh, okay. face, but they it, haven't said anything, so uh, I'm assuming they're just waiting for okay. something else. Okay. <laughs> oh, that one's. Try the other one. I don't know why that I didn't. I didn't sound check anything. Sorry. There, that one. I hear that one working. Hey, there, there we, we go. go. Um, said, uh, sorry to put you on the spot, but the bidet hits the spot. Uh, oh, that's good. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you started talking about like other people's bidet culture. Uh, uh-huh. I like that bit where you're like, like yeah, like if, if everybody wiped themselves down with paper towels, but, it's, but it was because they were constantly covered in shit all the time. Like, uh-huh. You got to point out the fact that like, by the way, this is poop we're talking about. Right. It's not just like a regular shower. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, I don't know if you've been to India, but their their bidets are literally just like a handheld hose, <laughs> and it's way more of an intense experience than all the other ones. But it's it's still pretty good. And yeah. uh, bidets, you, you got to think more about deflections. Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you're squatting anyway, so it's a little easier. That's aim. true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you said they cost a hundred. They only cost forty. That's how much mine costs. The oh, one, really? The one that fits in my toilet. So. Well, just a little more infomercial. If you're going to keep selling, it's like, I know you bet it costs a hundred dollars. Guess what? It only costs four. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. Thank you. I love the bidet joke. I would like you to talk like more about bidets from like other countries. I'm picking back off Marty's thing. Like how I tried mine. I went to Japan and mine had like heated seats. Fucking the seat vibrated. Like it was all these fucking weird things that Uh you added on. There's like, like, you know, other tidbits of information I talk about the bidets. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I can teach people. Yeah. 
Uh, this is, I don't know if this is what you'd want to do, but uh, this, uh, I just thought of because morning and run, two bad things make it worse. But morning and wood, a bad thing and like an okay thing, and that's all right. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't think that's helpful. Other morning. Yeah. yeah. It's like the best part of waking up. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a lot to explore in why we as a culture choose not to adopt this. Yeah. Like, what does it say about us? Or when you're talking to people, what does it mean about you individually? Mm. I think there's. I don't know what there is in there, so I don't know how helpful that is. But okay. No, feel, no, no, I appreciate it. I feel like there's a deep well, vein. It, yeah. It's the, we, we have no problem with uh, like killing trees for paper uh-huh. for our butts, but we're like, oh, we're in a drought, so we're not going to use water to clean our right, assholes. Yeah. We're just going to use more trees. And yeah, let's just cut down 10 trees. Right. Yeah. So what's the... I think that's why someone would say, well, Americans don't do that because, you know, water, because we, we respect water uh-huh. or something, but that's, that's dumb. We don't respect <laughs> clean assholes. I hear you. <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you guys for the ideas. Yay, Jesse Fernandez. Can you guys take the little baffle off the front of that thingy of that microphone? Because I feel like it's going to make it a little louder. Thanks. Just rip that baffle off. It's pretty gross. Probably, yeah. Thank you. All right. Your next comedian here on the Joke Workshop. Get ready. Pay attention. Take notes. It's Hunter Uniac. Yay. <laughs> guys got a girlfriend guys super excited about that fuck yeah treat her like a goddess treat her like a goddess and i'm an atheist which means i don't believe in her yeah that's fun i try to treat her like a goddess though you know like make her feel good so i sacrificed a goat in her name and she did not like that and i was like fuck it if you don't like that i'll treat you like god i give her two dollars every sunday morning and they don't talk to her for the rest of the week that's fun i um I was sitting down eating lunch one day, and this guy walked up to me. I was on st- in San Francisco. He walked up to me. He was like, hey, is this spot reserved only for techies and hippie scum? And I was like, no, this is fucking America. You can eat wherever the hell you want to. Secondly, sir, you need to go to this, sorry. Secondly, sir, I'm, like, I'm writing down with a notebook. Not a notebook, a notebook. Something made out of paper, not processors. Do you know what techies do? Like, I can't even afford a fucking laptop, let alone the falafel I just bought. Like, I tried to get some spicy shit. They didn't give, they didn't give it to me. The universe is allowed to give it back to me with the heat you're giving me. No, this is not okay. Thirdly, this is a falafel stand. Like, there are no fucking doors to bar you from entry. Like, what are you doing, man? And, like, I wrote down this, like, I had this great fuck, those great points, sat to him, felt all proud, and then he looked at me and he went, like, fuck you, man, why the hell are you ignoring me and walked away? And that's when I realized I become so disconnected as a comic, I just wrote down my reply in my notebook and then didn't even fucking say anything to him. And I feel like that's how you win that situation. It's weird, though, guys. I had more about that. Oh, yeah, here's another one. We're going out of order. Like, so, thirdly, so techies, do you see any button downs tucked into khakis right now? This is not a techie place. Okay, good thing I didn't say that one. It's all right. I, um, what other new things do I have? I, uh, last year, I only had sex with single mothers. That's a fun thing. You know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The fucking snacks. They're amazing. One time after the act, this woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot. And it was the only, like, I was so happy I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. Hey, yo, math joke. I like it. All right. It kind of sucks how that fucking techie joke wrote. It's like an entire page of my notebook, so it turned out to be like 45 fucking seconds. <coughs> Jesus, guys, I'm sick. All right. If that's all the new stuff, can I give my time back to the room, Pam? If you want Thank to, you. sure. I'll do that. Hunter Uniac, everyone. Yay. Yay. And then yay. Oh. <clears throat>
Uh, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Sweet. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think the, uh, yeah, y your first joke's fun. Um, a couple things. One, so when you're like, not a notebook, a notebook, it took me a second to realize, like, like laptop versus like a notebook. Oh, you heard notebook from like pen and paper automatically? Well, no, I mean, I j it's just like you, you said the two words the same way. And I think if you just have like a little bit like a notebook, like, like a, a notebook, okay, it just some kind of distinction, then like, I think that'll like hit if you have that. And yeah. then also, um, I think I'd be able to do that if I could fucking talk right now. I also think so like the line about like when you're like, this is a falafel stand, like that's very funny. And like, you shouldn't say that you were eating a falafel at first. Uh, I fucked that up. Like, yeah, yeah. Then it could be like, they don't know where you are. And you're like, this is a falafel yeah. stand. And then like the added context make it funny. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that uh, two dollar Sunday not talk all week is gold. Uh, and the fruit by the foot is another really, it's really clever and really cute. Thank I you. like both those jokes very much. Uh, after the, by the way, the after the uh, fruit by the foot joke, you you kind of like in passing said like a ah, math joke, and it made me think uh, you could uh, say like uh, um, uh, you know a oh, math joke. Uh, the best math jokes are dick jokes. <laughs> it was really good. Or, or um, if you want to go further math-wise, you can break it down into centimeters. Like, how many centimeters is six inches? So Ooh. she can either get six inches or she can get 72 centimeters. I don't know how many centimeters are in six inches, but that would be a math joke, too, on the end. Or millimeters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good stuff, though. I thought when you said uh, the best part is the fucking snacks, I thought you were going to mention like fucking snacks. Right. Because like, you're talking about sleeping with single moms. But it, it, you're not really emphasizing that enough. Like it just sounds because you, you, you just say fucking stuff a lot. I do. Doing your set. It's, so it's, it kinda, I think it gets lost a little bit there. It if is kind of like a nervous tick in my stage presence. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe just emphasize like you say like fruit by the foots but maybe go into more like the the snacks that you get at like halftime at like a like a soccer game when you're a kid you know like orange slices at capri suns something more traditional like that because mm. it might be more because like yeah like yeah like if i get tired during sex i just reach over and grab like a capri sun or something like that yeah and as a mother yeah. she'd probably have them yeah too, like exactly right in the fucking juice so box. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah oh god, yeah. Gogurt's gross because that's what you're giving her. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. I think you got a lot of strong jokes in there. Thank I you. think a lot of them could benefit from just some basic word economy. Like, uh, I slept with a lot of single mothers last <clears> year. <throat> they have the best snacks. Just. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, just there's just a few words in there that like like when you said fucking, it's yeah. just sort of there's a few things in there that are a little that are a little distracting. Very strong jokes. I think they could maybe be a little. Tighter. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I really love the single mom stuff. Thank you. I feel like there must be more single mom stuff, right? <laughs> you're saying that like a single mom. Yeah, <laughs> I think there must be. Can you think about it, sweetheart? Um, no, but really, I feel like you could like play with like the every other weekend thing. Like, oh, I only have to see her every other weekend. You know, I don't know if they have minivans, but like, whatever. I feel like yeah, you can have sex in a like, minivan. You know how like single moms always like, this is your new uncle for guys. Fuck, you know, this is your new big brother or mm -hmm. something like that. I don't know that I'd go down there, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That's. Mm -hmm. Or you just like have sex and you're like, I'm not your husband. You know, like whatever. <laughs> Thank you. That's some good dirty talk. <laughs> Look how young I am. Thanks, guys. Yay, Hunter Uniac. Yeah. Oh. 
keep those good comments going. Your next comedian, what a funny lady. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Natasha Vinnick. A new relationship. Ooh, wow, wow. How, how's she doing it? I don't know. It's very exciting, but like um, a lot of my friends say I'm not good at planning in advance, but I'm already buying like two of everything for our divorce. I'm like ready for it. Going on Pinterest, finding the best divorce haircuts. I'm ready for it. Uh, we're trying to get used to each other's how like how our food, our, our food stuff. I have a lot of dumb allergies you know like i'm allergic to like peanuts legumes shrimp sesame seeds lobster crab whatever you know and i'm trying to get used to how he doesn't eat meat <laughs> like that's dumb right yeah it's dumb uh i recently told him <laughs> that i had strong feelings for him you know we're dancing around the the l word you know and i was like i have strong feelings for you and he said i love that and I was like, all right, we're going to table this and never talk about feelings again. Uh, but it's going very well. I've been a good relationship. Uh, my best friend, uh, since I was a super youth, which is under 18, my best friend uh, had a father who uh, practiced Reiki. Are you familiar with Reiki? 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 It's where you like rearrange the aura to help them heal with their body. And I remember when I was 10, I was at his house and I had an asthma attack. And I didn't have my inhaler with me because kids made fun of my inhaler a lot. When I'd bring it out the spacer, they'd be like, huh, is that a dildo? And I was like, mm, no. They'd be like, Does it, is it a penis pump? And it's like, yeah, 10-year-old dick isn't big enough for me. Like, what? Uh, but yeah, I had an asthma attack at his house and he tried to rearrange my aura and I was not down. I'd be taken back to my mom's house to figure it out. Um, unfortunately, he recently just passed away and I was surprised that he couldn't uh, reiki his way out of that one. <laughs> oh, uh, my best friend would hate that so much. Uh, uh, I recently started working from home, which is amazing because you get to do there what you never get to do at work, right? Just spend all day doing background checks on your family, right? <laughs> is that, <laughs> no, you guys don't do that okay I did that <laughs> I did that uh my grandfather uh he's a he's a doctor uh he's an asshole too um and he uh he's like so narcissistic and like egocentric I remember walking with him through the airport and he would just start like naming as we walked by like that man has liver cirrhosis that woman has breast cancer that woman's got nice tits you know like that's my that's my grandpa and I remember him and my grandma having an argument um because he's like Etsy says, Etsy is my grandma, Etsy says that I'm not allowed to touch my um, my fellows on the head, his like uh, people who work under him in doctoring. And, you know, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, I get that, like, it's an unpopular opinion, but I feel like he's very, very old. And, like, if he wants to keep patting, like, fellows on the head, uh, he shouldn't because he's my grandfather. <laughs> and it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, he, okay, he recently had a stroke, which is very sad. It's very sad. But also, he voted for Trump. <laughs> Did he deserve it? Did he deserve it? Uh, it is bad that he had a stroke, but now he speaks like... um. I can't even think of the word now. Like people who predict the future, but they say it in weird ways. Do you know the word for that? He speaks in tongues? Yeah. No. Okay, let's drop that. 
and my mom uh, was angry and she found out I was doing online dating before because she's like, do you know that people in prison can see your profile? And I'm like, those are the people I'm safest from. <laughs> They're behind bars. All right, that's it. That's... Natasha Vinick, yay! If they're looking at the profile behind bars, they're doing it illegally because they're not allowed to have cell phones or computers. So, um, at least, I mean, at least in, in Folsom. <laughs> but, uh, so it's, if they, if they are looking at your thing, they're looking at, at it on an illegal phone. In a, it's very dangerous. I, I like that. Is it Reiki? Reiki? How do you say it? All right, no, everybody's going to be like, the, okay. Well, it's like, I like that. But I want to know, like, exactly how he died. Like, maybe he was stabbed. He tried to rearrange a knife, like took it out of his chest. Maybe it goes here or here or here. Or, like, you know, like maybe you switch the coffin around, you know, or I, I don't, you know, like something that makes it way worse, you know, like how he dies. Uh, I like the, uh, that, that bit you had about how you, you almost said that you loved, and then he almost said it back, like, in a different way, right? I love that. I love that. Um, oh, okay. Well, I, I took it to mean like he had a similar hesitation about um, saying it. Because like you, you didn't say it all the way, right? I said I had strong feelings for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, yeah. Uh, and it, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, it, it creates this situation where, like, are you guys going to have this eternal, um, like, purgatory of emotions where you can't actually tell each other? Like, are you just going to be keep edging up to it and then, like, backing away? Like, uh, you'll be like, I, uh, you're the greatest thing that ever happened to people. <laughs> and he'll be like, you make me want to be a better bro. <laughs> and they'll be like, you, you stole my heart. Of artichoke. I'm just kidding. I made enough for both of us. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, when you do the allergy list, I was kind of expecting like a thing at the end um, that was like not a thing you're allergic to. And maybe it's like something about him that bothers you or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. And then uh, I, I don't know what a Reiki is. I think unlike a shocking number of people in here, but um, I don't know what it means to rearrange the aura. And I think it'd be really funny to have just just know like, I don't know what, what you do. Um, you kind of went like, went like this, which was very interesting. And so just, yeah. I, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's like not. It's like a massage, but you don't touch them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's even adding that would be great. Um, and then, it, so the the work from home thing, I I think is is very good. And it's because it's, to me, it's like the thing is like, oh yeah, do the things you can't do at work, and like the implied thing is like masturbate. And like I think you could kind of take a little bit longer to get there to make it hit harder to be like. You know, be like, anybody else who work from home? And then, like, Marty raises his hand or something. You're like, isn't it great? Spend all day just hanging out in bed, doing background checks on your family or something. Just kind of, like, draw it out a little bit more to make that hit harder. But, yeah, very fun. I thought there could be a Reiki thing between maybe your grandfather, when he's patting people on the head, he's doing Reiki wrong or something. Because he's, like, but my other thing was, like, why is he patting him on the head? Are they black and he wants to feel their hair? Like, what? what is, I don't. I don't get it. Like, is it an infantilizing thing? Like, look at you, young kid. You did a good job. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to that, the, uh, the, the love standoff bit. Uh, just more of a gap between when you say love and that. 
you know, because just 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 build up that tension a little more. Because you said I love that, and I think it'd be funnier if you just said like, you know, if you just add a little more gap in there. I don't know why I'm so nitpicky about this, but peanuts are also a legume. Um, <laughs> That's true. So you you said peanuts and legumes, and I was like, whoa, whoa, hold up, Natasha. <laughs> um, I love the, I do love the working from home bit, the misdirect there. I just don't understand why you're doing background checks on your family. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go into that, you can. If you want to just leave it at that, maybe that's just kind of a thing. You're like, background checks on your family, moving on. Uh, but if you could go into that, it could be fun. Like, how are you doing background checks on your family? Like, you have so much time now to explore how to find out about them, stuff like that. Um, and you are hoping that the stroke makes him vote Democrat. Uh, that's, or for Beto or something. What, anyways, that's me. Uh, I'm not asking if the I love that joke is true, but if I if it is, I think that's funnier. Um, okay. Um, I think you're very good at emoting, like what the way that you did in your grandpa joke, where he's patting people on the head, you know, where you got like really visibly disturbed, and I think that adds a lot of depth to your material. As much of that as possible, I think. That was really good. And um, I had a third thing, and I don't remember it. So who's next? Clap your hands together for Natasha Vinick. Yay. Oh, OK. I just we're over time a little bit, but that's OK. It's OK. We got time. We got time. We just were at nine minutes. All right, I'll go quick. Uh, I think uh, so when your grandpa was pointing to people saying what illnesses they had from a child's point of view I like, would have thought that maybe he was giving people those illnesses, especially the way you were like, like pointing. Um, and then for when you, the conversation where you said, I have strong feelings for you, and you said, I love that, uh, I feel like maybe you could take that in the direction of like how that form of communication would work in other situations. You know, like if you were trying to figure out what kind of food you wanted to eat, like Italian food is good. I love that you like Italian food, you just never get anywhere. All right, last thing, Natasha, just really quick. When you said that when you bring out your inhaler, kids would say, is that a dildo? Right, you could like, you kind of just passed over that. You could sort of joke around and take them too seriously and be like, no, this is for my mouth. Or, or like, um, or even just go down that rabbit hole of like, who blows a dildo? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when they're seeing you do that and they see it's a dildo, like why would they even think that? Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Clap your hands together for Natasha Vinick. All right, your next comedian. He's very tall. Put your hands together for Pete Palmer! Oh, gee, this is the mic. All right, hell yeah, sweet. Oh, wow, thank you so much. Just, thanks for saying something about the Satan stuff, Pam. I didn't know what was going on here. I was very frightened for a brief moment, but it's nice. Because uh, I went to the aquarium recently. I was in Vancouver. I went to the Vancouver uh, Aquarium. And I don't know if you guys have been to an aquarium recently, but it's kind of bleak these days. Because, like, the environment's all fucked, and there's all the overfishing, and everything's dying. So the tone is very different than it used to be. Like, when you walk into the Vancouver Aquarium, one of the first things that they show you is they have this, like, picture of a bird and it's all dead and there's garbage all over it and the caption says this albatross was found dead with 276 pieces of garbage in it and I was like whoa that's like way more pieces of garbage than I've ever been able to fit in a dead albatross my record's like 12 and I thought that was pretty good so gotta work on that 
And you go on and it's just like, you know, you're all, all the exhibits. There's no fun facts anymore. There used to be fun facts. You know, you'd go see the seahorses and they'd be like, fun fact about the seahorses. Do you guys know that the, the seahorses are the only animal uh, where the man gives birth? And then you're like, ha, sucks to be a seahorse. And then your girlfriend doesn't talk to you all afternoon. <laughs> They don't have those anymore. Now you go see the seahorses and it's like, did you know that every time you drive to work instead of taking public transportation, uh, an executive in ExxonMobil takes a baby seahorse from his family and shoots it in the knees? It's your fault. It's your fault. It's the, it's hard. the entire aquarium, the message is just like, these things are dying really hard and it's all your fault. Except for the last exhibit. The last exhibit, uh, the message is um, it's, a, it's a movie about sharks. And the message is these things could fucking kill you and you couldn't do anything about it. Uh, and it's a 4D movie, which is... Uh, you make some noise if you know what a 4D movie is. All right, yeah, so if you don't know, a 4D movie is kind of like a normal movie that's mean to you. <laughs> it's like this kind of thing. You go in and like you, I, I started at the Shark 4D movie and uh, you got some like knockoff David Attenborough who's like, deep in the ocean we find these types of sharks. I forgot what I was supposed to say. These types of sharks. And then like it sprays a big thing of water like right in your face, all of your body. It's like you didn't need to do that. Like I got it. We're in the ocean. I had this nice pamphlet. Don't have it anymore. And then the whole movie is just, you know, different sharks killing stuff, showing how they kill stuff. And it's the whole time is just like whipping wind in your face and punching you in the dick. And I have to say, though, by the end of the movie, there was not a single dry eye in the audience. And that is because about 50% of the crowd were children under the age of five. <laughs> And that's bad because then after that, you finish the Shark 40 movie, you're done with the aquarium. You walk out into the gift shop and there's somebody asking for donations for the aquarium. They're like, hey, give money to the aquarium. It'll help save the wildlife. And all the parents have all these like crying children they don't know what to do with. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And I think that's why all the animals are dying. I think if they put the Shark 40 movie a little bit earlier on, maybe there'd be some more sea turtles. I don't know. I, uh... I, uh, unlike, I'd like to be in a, a serious relationship. I've never been in a serious relationship. And, uh, I think it's cause like, I just shoot myself in the foot all the time. I'd say all this dumb stuff. Like, uh, for a while I was dating this one girl, uh, you know, just a couple months. And uh, we had this nice day. We we're at the, the beach, we went to the beach, we went back to my place and we were making out, which is a okay. And, um, so we were making out for a bit and then she left. And after she left, she sent me this text that was like, Hey, I just want you to know, uh, I saw the condom wrapper in your trash can. I think it's disgusting. I think it's disrespectful and I never want to see you again and it was tough you know because it's like i did really like her i wouldn't want to hurt her i just didn't know how to tell her that it had been almost two years since i'd last emptied that trash can <laughs> she thought that was disgusting there was a ham sandwich a couple of inches deeper that would have made her really not want to see me ever again so i guess i dodged a bullet all right thanks guys yay um, beat bomber yay uh, i like that garbage can joke i think it's very funny hey. yeah i really like that stuff that was really funny thank you uh so the the there wasn't a dry eye in the place uh you, the implication was that the kids were crying correct yeah uh um, oh, i meant to say like they did not appreciate being punched in the dick that was another thing i was gonna say but uh, okay yeah uh so a direction you could go with that is that if you don't say that people were getting sprayed in the face with water then you could save that as like, uh, 
you know, people are going to assume that dry eye wasn't a dry eye means people were crying. And yeah. then it, then you could reveal that it was because every time we went underwater, we get sprayed in the face. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Ocean water. Cause I think, cause then if you do the thing about like, it's a movie that's mean to you, like the people who know what the 40 movie is, like that'll be funny to them. And the yeah. people who don't, it won't. But then you're saving that laugh for those people later when you reveal like, Oh, it's spraying us in the water. Yeah. Yeah. The water. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I had was, uh, so they had like the depressing captions for the animals because like the planet's dying and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's, it's an aquarium. They should be like stoked, you know, because it's like, it's like, you're not going to find these anywhere else, but (laughs) (laughs) you like seahorses, only four of them. We have all of them. (laughs) Fucking sorry. Yeah. That is fun. Thanks. Uh, it's also just kind of redundant. It's like, why is this movie trying to make people scared of sharks and then trying to get people to like pay money for them? Oh, it's yeah, like it's yeah. like it's such a roundabout way. It's like these things are terrifying. You want to <laughs> save them? Like they left all like the they didn't have like the seahorse movie or like the sea turtle movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. the and then like yeah, you're you're getting bullied by the movie the whole time. Like I'm pretty sure you just shook the lunch money out of my like pockets <laughs> while I was in there. You fucking dicks. Like. Yeah. Why don't you just keep that? Yeah, it's um, like, I'm going to give my donation to the shark hunting society. Here's some yeah. Shark. I mean, is whoever owns the boat in Jaws, like, how do I give money to that <laughs> yeah, guy? Yeah, that's funny. You know? Like um, and then, yeah, it's like, when you talk about children crying, it's like, children don't cry because they're, like, sad at the existential threat of the loss of sharks. Certainly not. They're just sad because of sharks. And, <laughs> like, now you've now you're just honing a whole generation against sharks again. Yeah. Like... The cycle yeah. continues. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you're not helping at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. okay. Thanks. Well, uh, any other comments? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Clap your hands wildly for Pete Palmer. Moving right along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian. He's he's a new guy, but he's been giving giving good feedback all day. Put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. Um, I don't have a a really strong handle on what toxic masculinity is, but I do think I have it. Um, like for instance, I really like to argue. And the problem with arguing is uh, most other people don't like to do it, but it does take two people. So the only way I can do it is by just pissing people off. Uh, I uh, I grew up in kind of a like a, a very wealthy area, and I say that just because you know I, I wanted to give you guys another reason not to like me. Uh, I'm from Menlo Park. If you're not familiar fr- with it, uh, just imagine the capital from The Hunger Games. Everybody is uh, socially awkward, really wealthy, and secretly evil. Um, all of the uh, I don't I I went to school with yeah with a lot of wealthy people and I don't know if the Illuminati is real, but I can tell you that if it is, those people are a lot dumber than you think they are. Uh, like for instance, I saw a kid whose dad managed one of the biggest hedge funds in America pay a hundred dollars for an eighth of weed, and I don't think that kid is ever going to learn how to foment a coup, you know. Like, there was another girl who, at parties, this was her, her go-to drink of choice, was a combination between Gatorade and schnapps, and I wish I was making that up. I don't think that girl's getting invited to any eyes-wide-shut parties, you know? And if, he, and if she is, I don't think I would want to go. 
I think the closest that one of these people ever came to like actually orchestrating something that influenced the world was when a girl I knew forced an entire plane to land because she took too much of an edible. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I <laughs> women, uh, women fake orgasms, which is a nice thing that they do for us. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it though because on one hand I think it's good for my confidence, but on the other hand it kind of makes me feel like one of those make-a-wish kids that an NFL team lets score a touchdown, you know? Like, you can do it, you went all the way, you're so strong, you know? And uh, I, uh, you know, I just don't know how I feel about it. I do think it'd be funny to make a, a Wikipedia page for one of those make-a-wish kids that doesn't mention the fact that they were sick. Just like Daniel Hunter was a running back for the Patriots who scored a touchdown with an average of uh, 70 yards per carry on one carry. Uh, do you guys know who, or who invent, or who discovered gravity? Just, who's the person who discovered gravity? Isaac Newton, right? Do you think it's weird that we phrase it that way, though? You know, because I'm pretty sure people knew that shit falls down before Isaac Newton, you know? Like, people weren't just floating off into space before he came around. And then he started running around town saying, like, you know, I, gravity, I discovered it. And people were like, don't worry about him. He got hit in the head with an apple. He's been a little crazy. Um... I feel like the success ratio for CPR in movies is way too high. Like that works, <laughs> it works almost all the time. And it always goes the same way, you know? Like someone pulls their loved one out of the water, they're unconscious, they start doing CPR on them, they're about to give up, the music swells and they let out like an anguished cry and pound their fist on the chest of their loved one and the person like wakes up. I feel like maybe that's what modern CPR is missing, you know, like the anguished fist pound to uh to wake the person up uh i'm a big sports fan i think one of the funniest things in sports is when an athlete after a game will thank god for letting him win the game because i don't think god is like sitting up there in a cowboy's jersey with a light beer buzz yelling at the refs with the rest of us you know like i, th I would love to see that player after he lost like what happened out there i don't know why don't you ask God? Like, I thought we had a deal. Maybe I'll pray to Lucifer next time. Maybe he's more receptive to sports-related prayers. Thank you. <laughs> Jack Ferguson. So, uh, you have some really funny jokes. Um, there's one thing that I noticed in your delivery. Uh, you do this thing that can be useful um, where you, you tell the punchline and then you're kind of ready to tell the next part already. You know, you'll do the punchline and then right afterwards you'll be like, and then, and then move on to the next part or uh, that's like, and then do the next part, et cetera. Um, and it's, it can be useful when the laugh doesn't come at the point when it's supposed to. Right. But in a lot of cases, and I think what happened tonight is that you had funny jokes but then you moved on to the next part and didn't give people a chance to laugh. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, do a long pregnant pause where like, you know, if they don't laugh, it's uncomfortable, whatever. But like, give a beat at least, you know, trust yourself that much. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of it is just like a, 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 maybe a slight lack of confidence. Like what if this doesn't get a laugh? I'm just gonna keep talking and it'll be fine. Um, but just, you know, like deliver it like a punchline. And then if it doesn't get a laugh within that beat, then move on to the next part. Yeah, that's good advice. It's something I'm working on. It's just, uh, totally. you know, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's practice a makes perfect. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, what did she do when she made the plane land for being too high? Uh, she, I think that the person she was with who had given the weed to her got arrested, actually. But he got out of it because he, uh, he just Owned had the list. airline. Yeah, he was Something very wealthy. Like you know, he talked his way out of it. Just like if you're gonna if you're gonna make these people sound ridiculous, you also have to make them sound ridiculously wealthy. You know what right. I mean? Like, how do they keep getting out of things? Because they own everything, right? Yeah, that's true. Because um, if, if you're gonna describe them as like, I, yeah, I don't know people, exactly what happened to her, but that did actually happen. I can. Well, they, it just it. embellish a little bit. Go yeah, into yeah. a little bit because if you just say like, oh, she landed the plane because she was too high, it's like, well, she's a bitch. But like, right. make it funnier, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you. she was, you know, dragging her ass across the floor like a dog with worms or something like that, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. yeah, claimed it was like PCP or something like that. I don't know. Uh, the stat line for that kid, that's funny bit. It's like, uh, but remember that the stat line, it's like, oh, yeah, he did a great career, and then he died. And that's why the stat line got cut off. Like, what could have been, you know? Yeah, that's, like, that's actually really funny, yeah. Like, he was averaging so high, and then, he, you know, <laughs> the cancer got him or something like that. Yeah. What, an unfortunate career High-ish cut short. Precary, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I like the, the Isaac Newton premise is a good start. I think you need to spin off somewhere with that. Like, yeah, yeah. what else could have Isaac Newton have been claiming to have invented before he landed on gravity? You know, it's right. Like, if you guys feel this wind, do you feel this? It's <laughs> like, I invented the wind. Uh, that was me or something like that. Like I yeah, discovered yeah, yeah. wind. It's like, no, we have boats. Like, so I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, I like the bit about CPR. Like, that's, it's a great start-off premise. You saw the reaction it got. You just need something to wrap it up with. You know, right, like a right, good right. tagline. Um, Flatliners is a classic movie. Flatliners? They, they do CPR like 50 times in it. They can't, they're, can, they're killing each other and bringing each other back to life like oh, successfully yeah. 50 times in the fucking movie. Is it a comedy or is it just a No, it's, 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 <laughs> no, it's like a, it's a serious movie from the 80s. Okay. It was really good. It has everybody in it. Just give it a watch. Okay. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon and fucking Julia Roberts. And yeah, of course it's Kevin Bacon, yeah. J- J- uh, no, it has all of them. It's great. Well, it's also known that like CPR like almost never works in real life. Like if you look at right. the real stats, it's like five percent of them work. But it's just to like try to keep people's like heart pumping until the actual like paramedics show up and can fill them up with adrenaline or whatever they need to. Uh, but like movies act like it's not electricity that starts the heart. It's like raw emotion that like comes in from this. You know, like yeah, you said, yeah, like yeah. that's a that's a great image. I think it's you just need more there. I like where you're going with it. I just say keep that up. Cool. I wanted to reinforce that first comment that I think that you're talking about a lot of entertaining stuff, but it would be better if you felt better about it, uh, right, which right, I right. know just takes time and practice and exposure. But you know, th- hopefully that helps. That like, yeah, it's good was, feedback for sure. Some of that was good, and if you if you like acted like this is good, it would have been better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll take a minute, but that's that'll come. Um, I, well, I had a quick note about the. Um, uh, the God and football joke where uh, I thought it oh, was, yeah. I thought it was a, a, maybe a bit long and you could be like, I don't think God is up in heaven. Like fuck the Patriots, you know, like taking right, sides. Right, right. He better be. Yeah. Well, fuck the Patriots. Yeah. I don't mean to, uh, I don't have football opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what team is what. I'm yeah. Just, I, get the, I'm I get the point though. It should just Connecticut be one so thing rather than yeah, wearing because, a jersey with a light beer. Yeah, yeah. When you said, I don't think God is up there acting like us. It yeah, just yeah. maybe like really quickly, like, why is he like your team and not the other one or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. God doesn't just, care about imaginary points. Yeah, or something just, like that. Just yeah. a quick note on that. Like, that would have been. Unless he's cool. betting on the spread, but then why would God be betting? Because he probably knows who's going to win anyways. Who's he going to bet against? I mean, if he <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is my first time at the session, so uh, cool. but I'm really I, a lot of things I saw in you. I, I thought about for myself too, which is to say that I think sometimes, um, especially us newer comics, we need to make sure that we are saying kind of like how we feel about what we're talking about. And I think there were a lot of times when you were saying jokes that it was maybe one tone and I didn't know exactly how you felt about exactly right. what your premises were. Like, for example, when you were talking about um, women doing the fake orgasms, I think you literally may have said, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I think it's more interesting if you do have a take on that. Like, this is... Mm. Yeah, even if you yeah. sell it you have a point subtly, of view, yeah. Yeah, that's one thought I had. Cool. Appreciate it. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson. Yay! And thank you guys for donating, or if you don't have the money to donate, that's okay. Take a picture of anybody, and then just post it to your Instagram and say, please follow Mutiny Radio SF. And that is worth $2 to me, because I don't understand Instagram. You're, uh, I, I really don't. I don't understand it at all. Your next comedian, he's a super funny guy. He runs F-Bomb Comedy totally successful shows on those muni bus muni cool things clap your hands together for marty cunny what's up guys uh, i'm a little worse for wear right now i uh i just got back from in fact i just flew back from mexico and boy is my nose tired uh seriously guys that's uh it's rough for me right now. I've, uh, I'm trying to get back on the straight and narrow. I'm trying to do what a lot of people do when they say they're going to stop smoking cigarettes. They say they're going to stop buying cigarettes, right? So I said, I'm going to stop buying cocaine, right? Backfire a little bit. I'm sucking a lot more dick for cocaine these days, guys. Um, but at least my dealer's happy, right? You know, someone's getting ahead. Hey, um, but I'm, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> What else? Uh, I took one of those Ancestry.com tests. Anyone here done one of those? You know what I'm talking about? You know, your little mouth swab. They tell you where your family originated from. And uh, I got a little surprise. I thought it was uh, I thought it was like 75% Irish, 25% Italian. Turns out I'm 100% gay. That's right. Uh, well, maybe not me. At least one of the five guys whose DNA they found in my mouth. I've uh, <laughs> been doing a lot of cocaine lately, guys. Uh, <laughs> at least one of those guys has sickle cell anemia. So... Might be more Reese. I don't know. Um, I've been uh, reading the news. Did you? Uh, are you guys following the uh, Robert Kraft sex tape uh, saga? So you know what I'm talking about. For you, you don't know. The owner of the Patriots got caught at a rub and tug by a sting operation recently in Florida, and now they're talking about in court whether or not the tape of the incident is allowed to be used in court in his trial, which, by the way, is a misdemeanor trial. Uh, but I'm finding it funny because they're pretty much debating on whether or not the uh, this this sex tape uh, it's the is it the sex tape we need or is it the sex tape we deserve right now the billionaire sex tape we need or the sex tape we deserve we wanted Trump we got Kraft um, and now uh, and now you know Kraft's pretty upset about it uh, you know not, not a lot of public comment but you know he's vehemently denying all the allegations and I which I think is. You know, par for the course for him, right? You know, denying the existence of private tapes uh, that weren't supposed to be taken is par for the course for the Patriots. Um, sports jokes, guys. Uh, anybody here like ketamine? We got any ketamine fans in the house? Yes. Uh, ketamine's fun. My friend asked me to describe it to them one time. He's like, i never done it before. What is it like? And they looked right at me, and I turned 45 degrees. And I said, it's a horse tranquilizer. And then I fell over. And... And that's the way to describe it. And my friend looked down at me. He's like, Marty, what the hell was that? You just kind of mumbled something and fell down. I was like, well, you asked me what ketamine's like. He's like, no, I didn't. I was like, okay. Uh, 
Uh, for those of you who don't know what ketamine is like, another way to think about it is if uh, you've ever been doing cocaine, you were like, hey, you know what? I'm not hallucinating enough right now. Let's change that up, okay? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hallucinogen, but it's a short-term hallucinogen, which I is a godsend to me because I love tripping. I love having a, you know, a, a wacky wild time, but... I don't have the time commitment for uh, shrooms or acid trip. That's a long time. That's like a day long thing. Like you don't like do four hours of like heavy shrooming and then go back to doing other things. But I could do 45 minutes of a ketamine trip and get back to real life. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to have like a full date with mother earth. I just want to give her a call every once in a while, you know, check in, see how she's doing. Uh, what else guys? Um, I'll, this is just uh, something I wrote down. Uh, a lot of these Race for the Cures are great for uh, raising money for uh, different illnesses or different causes. Um, I would think it would be fun for me to do a racist for the cure and people just pay me not to say the N-word. And <laughs> we'd raise a lot of money that way. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys. Marty Cunny, everyone. A racist for the cure. Yay. Uh, really funny stuff. Um, so the uh, the Mother Earth part, um, you said uh, uh, I want to uh, call her every once in a while, check in, see how she's doing. Uh, I'm assuming that that was like a Mother Earth, the mother part, taking that literally, like like a mom, like you would call your mom. Yeah, yeah, right? kind of, yeah. That, was that the idea? Yeah, because, um, yeah, it's like I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, then you probably don't want to before say go on a date. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Say like I don't want to visit. I don't want to actually go hang out with her. You know, something that you would say about your mom. Or maybe even just not even say Mother Earth. It's like I I don't want to go hang out with my family for a full day. I just want to give them a call every once in a while. But then I don't know if it is that like enough of a parallel. Will people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Mother Earth is perfect. Um, I mean, you could probably find something better, but uh, Mother Earth does the trick. Yeah. In that case. At least to start with and then to like, yeah. figure something out. Uh, and then I thought of a, uh, a way that you could rephrase one of the lines to make it more of a misdirect. Um, the, uh, uh, it's a horse tranquilizer and then I fell down part. Um, uh, you could say, uh, uh, and I said, it's a horse tranquilizer. Well, I didn't use those words. What I did was fall down. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Also, ketamine is uh, it's in the disassociative family. Right. So that's... But that's no one fun. knows what you say when you say disassociative. Really? And then you're explaining another thing. And then you're... Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, All guys. All right, everybody. Marty Gunny. You're listening to Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian. Uh uh, thanks, Jesse. Are you out of here? Yeah, Thank you. Great comments. Great stuff. Uh, put your hands together for Dan Aganaga. Thank you, guys. Thank you for clapping. I don't think Pam even said put your hands together. You guys just clapped. Like, it was just, you nailed it. Right? She said, here's Dan Aganaga. You knew exactly what to do, you know? Good for you guys. Seriously. Some people don't clap when clapping is necessary. Or even worse, uh, some people clap when clapping is not necessary. Like when you're on a flight and it lands and people start clapping. I don't understand those people. Like, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because they're happy to be alive. But all it does is make me sad that they're not dead. 
Um, let's see. So uh, there's no point to doing that. Uh, yeah, I just people who clap for things that don't need clapping bother me, like the airplane thing. Uh, and also, statistically speaking, shouldn't you save your applause when your Uber drops you off at home? Because that's you're more inclined to die there than on the flight, right? Like, yeah, like there's just like they don't do like a bag check when you enter an Uber. You know, there's no like no Uber list. And uh, yeah, you could easily get killed in an Uber. And then, I don't know, if you clap afterwards, that might freak out the Uber driver a little bit. But as long as you give him five stars, I don't think he'll care. Uh, no, clapping after airplanes bothers me. Clapping after a movie, too, is very odd to me. Just clapping after anything where there's no one to receive it is odd to me. You know what I mean? It's like giving Stevie Wonder a thumbs up, like, message will not be received. Yeah, I'm just going to hold this up here. Um, let's see. Oh, and how offensive is that to the pilot, by the way, I forgot to mention, for people clapping. Like, what do you expect? Like, you're really setting those expectations high for that pilot. You know what I mean? This, like, this guy's, like, flown 2,000 times, and you're just going to, like, I don't know. There's definitely a, a parallel there I can make. Uh, and people do that digitally, too. Uh, you know, you can't clap online, but they'll, uh, they'll, like, rant about someone, and it's directed towards that person, but they're not on Facebook. Like, Mother's Day is coming up. And you know we're going to get a bunch of Mother's Day rants with cute pictures of them with their mom being like, oh, my mom, happy Mother's Day to you. And they always make it about themselves. And you know, like, you taught me to be kind. You taught me to be brave. And you did not teach me to be smart and practical because you're not on Facebook. Like, do you know who wants to hear this rant? Your mother. Tell it to her face, you dumb fuck. that I want to talk about. Uh, oh, no. So very narcissistic society, right? Like Mother's Day, it's always like made about you or just any tragedy, right? Like that's why Notre Dame was such a huge tragedy because people had been to Notre Dame, right? Like and people were like sharing photos of their ugly faces, like photo, uh, photo bombing and stuff like that. So you see all that. And then Sri Lanka happens, 250 plus people die and no one's been to Sri Lanka. So silence on Facebook. Like the second there's a mass shooting in Machu Picchu, like Facebook's going to fucking blow up. <laughs> Facebook is going to blow the fuck up when that happens. Uh, what else? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it back to the room. That's all I wanted to talk about. Thank you. Dan Aganaga and his new jokes. Yay. Yay for his new jokes. Yay. And no one's on Facebook, honey. No one's Paris. Just no one's on it anymore. They're all on Instagram. It's the um, new thing. I like the part where you did the girl's voice who was talking to no one on Facebook. Right. Um, I think that you could you could take that and do um, something similar, like an act out for getting home with the Uber. Like, is this where you live? Yay. Oh, yeah, right, so right. Like, I act live. out the applause yeah, at the end? Yeah, I, I felt like that would have been a great spot for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like... I think the pilot bit should it could have been sooner in that bit. Yeah, that's, I forgot that's about it. That's the funniest it. part about that is like the pilot's like motherfuckers. Like I do this every day. Like, yeah. like no, like if every if any other job, like if you did your job and people just started clapping behind you, it's like fuck off already. Like what kind of confidence do you have in me? Right. Uh, I like the idea that there's some kind of trap door that drops you out of the plane if you start clapping. Something like that. It's like I don't know, something dumb. Um, also with the Uber, that's funny. 
you you're like it's kind of like you're would you say like you said like oh like you're clapping when you got out of the uber and the guy's like what the fuck is this or something like that right yeah yeah i like that but you just be like no no this means five stars like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. trying to like yell at him as he's driving away he's just giving you that like like you said like an act out some emphasis would, or act out yeah for sure yeah i think that's good or even clap i think what would be appropriate is clapping when like the really creepy guy from like the uber pool gets out and everyone else in the car is like we did it like we managed right to, some like, uber insight like clap when the uber driver doesn't ask you how your day is going or like what doesn't talk your ear off or something yeah like that. yeah yeah something yeah. like that like like those, those are real accomplishments yeah, that yeah, we yeah. can all celebrate in real life i liked uh you might as well be was it clapping for your dog or what was or clapping for stevie wonder that's uh, a good line a thumbs up to stevie wonder or giving a Message thumbs up to stevie wonder or clapping for helen keller or sure. like just keep going yeah if you can do like two more of those that's funny um and then yeah oh that's what i was saying is the, the, the mother's day post thing is like the bitch ain't on mother base the bitch ain't on facebook like you might as well be writing this on like myspace or like <laughs> like handing a note to your dog like it's it's all the same thing like right. i like that I like that though keep running with that cool also with the clapping, there's there's one other place that it's it kind of opens it up in a weird direction. But when you clap for somebody who can't understand, like at a clapping at a funeral, I've been to funerals where like someone will sing or something, and something really pretty happens, and then everyone's like, "Do we clap? Like, are <laughs> right, we? Right, right, what are right, we? Right. I mean, it's a you know, it's like someone will give like, like a it really becomes a talent show, yeah. right? Like someone gives a really great eulogy, and you're like, I want to. I can't, where you're not supposed to clap at a funeral. Like, what do you clap? Like, right. it's, no happiness allowed. Right. It's a weird place to be. But uh, funny, funny stuff. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Clap your hands together. Ha <laughs> For Dan Aganaga. Yay. Bye, Marty. All right. Moving right along. Your next comedian here at the Joke Workshop. Thanks for sticking around for the second hour. And we have a couple comedians left, but clap wildly right now for Sorab S. <laughs> You. All right, guys. I think I'm safe in this crowd, but I just want to check because I don't want to offend anybody. Anybody here parents of ugly children? No, we're okay. We can proceed then. I don't. I have friends who are parents of ugly kids, and I can tell they're just a little bit sensitive about it. Like they're not posting as much to Instagram, or uh, their Christmas cards are just devoid of any family portrait. It's just like a picture of their cat with a Christmas hat on. It says like meowy Christmas on the bottom. I see through that shit. I see through that. Um, I, I my wife and I we don't have that problem. I have an adorable toddler at home. She's two years old. She's cuter than whatever shit kids are in your life. Um, you know my daughter. She's so cute that uh, it's starting to hurt my feelings when I'm out in public with her. Like the other day, she and I were at the grocery store, and this very sweet elderly lady came up to us, and she looked at my daughter and bent down and said, oh my, she is so beautiful. And then she looked up at me and said, she must take after her mother. And then she gave me the finger and walked off. Thought that was kind of rude. But it's true, there's not much of a resemblance there. My my uh, daughter and I, we don't look alike to the point where people are starting to get concerned that I may not actually be her father. Like I get a lot of, she's so cute, she must be adopted. Or like, oh, she's not? Then did your wife have an affair with a much more handsome man? Are you sure you're not raising some gorgeous man's adorable toddler? Oh, who? I mean, who cares even if I am? I mean, I think it's still better than... Um, than having an ugly kid at the end of the day. 
Um, my name is Sarab. That's an Indian and Persian name. Indian and Persian people, those are very two different cultures, but they do have some similarities. I mean, for one, and this is true, both groups of people like to correct me on the pronunciation of my own name. Like, it's always so abrasive when they do it, too. Like, the other day, I was at a wedding reception and uh, for a Persian friend of mine, and this elderly gentleman came up to me, and I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Sarab. And immediately, he's like, it's not Sarab. It's Sohrab. Sohrab. It's Sohrab. I'm like, okay. You know, first of all, I've never felt more like Beetlejuice than I do right now. And he's like, it's not Beetlejuice. It's Beetlejuice. I'm like, okay, please. Stop. Please don't say that three times. Um, but, you know, I've been in these conversations before, so I kind of know what's going on. Um, this guy thinks I'm whitewashing my name. Like, he thinks that I'm trying to say my name in a way that it makes white people more comfortable around me so that they'll like me more. And uh, that kind of stuff really irritates me. So I end up saying to him, like, hey, man, it's pronounced Sarab. I know that because my mother, you know, the woman who named me, she says it the same way as I do. So, you know, if you'll excuse me. And then I walked away. You know, head held high, knowing deep down that uh, I am full of shit. It is, in fact, pronounced Soharab. <laughs> yeah, and Soharab is exactly how my mom says it, in fact, you know. It turns out I just really need white people to like me. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, and it's something I'm working on with my therapist. Um, you know, maybe he's right. You know, uh, maybe I am whitewashed. Uh, I feel like a white person. Let me, let me rephrase, that's kind of a weird thing to say. I feel like um, all the bad things that come along with being a white person, but none of the good things. Like, I don't get to experience white privilege, but I do experience like a good amount of white guilt for some reason. The other day I caught myself thinking, man, what we did to black people during the time of slavery was terrible. And then I thought, <laughs> hold up, we? I don't think Indians had anything to do with that back then. I think we were dealing with our own white oppressors back then. Okay, thank you guys, thank you very much. Sohrab, S, yay, yay! Uh, hey, uh, hard to hard to jump off with ugly kids. <laughs> I mean, because people would, but um, there's got to be a way. Maybe if you start with how cute your baby is, it's like too harsh at the beginning. I think so. Yeah. It makes you like, because I don't know why. Because if you talk about how lovely your daughter is first, and then you're like, the fucking ugly kids, am I right? It might be a little softer because it's like, because it's like, why do you not like ugly kids? It's like, you don't want ugly kids to play with your kid because it might rub off or like Mm -hmm. what's, or maybe if it's like you do all that stuff about you being, and you're not ugly, but if you go on the ugly train thing, then it will, when you start talking about other people's ugly kids, it'll make it. I have a joke about ugly, ugly children. I was on the BART and there was, uh, there were triplets and they were ugly and then they had a fourth child and I'm like, fuck you, I want water when I'm old. Like, your, <laughs> your asshole ugly children are stealing my water in 20 years. Fuck your ugly kids. You had triplets. They weren't good looking. What, you think that you two were gonna put together the good looking? No! You failed! I like that, Like, yeah. so, but it's hard because, like, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's one of those touchy things where, like, Skinny people can't do jokes about fat people, you know? So, like, you couch it differently. But, I, I hey, I love I the concept. No, Fuck I, ugly I, kids. I, I wrestle with that, too. I mean, it's like this whole likability issue versus yeah. edginess or whatever. Right, right, right. Thank you, though. But you're likable. That's great. Yeah. If you start, just start with the with your darling kid, and then you can even make fun of it, like, but, you know, and especially if there's no people with kids, like, what, you might as well be talking about your cat or something, like. Totally. 
but I, I I thought it was I thought it was very funny. Great note, thanks. I think it touches on a really nice just to piggyback on that. It touches on a really nice insight. Like my wife and I are thinking of having kids soon, and I, I'm, it makes me look like an awful person. But we really always say we hope it's not ugly. It's absurd. <laughs> totally. We don't say like healthy or anything like that. Like we just we don't we hope it's not ugly. Yeah. So I think you're really playing on something. Yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> Well, so I think you're touching on Some a huge insight there. Thing you think is I wasn't there, as yeah. I don't think it's as like edgy. I mean, it's so comedy so subjective. Like sure, I sure, was sure. with you, and I found you likable off the bat mm-hmm. from that. Um, so just own who what feels comfortable to you with that. Mm. Um, also, my friend, he's like the most gorgeous guy in the world, and he was the ugliest fucking baby I've oh. ever seen. So like, you could talk about that. A little bit. It's like it's supposed to, like you don't see puppies get hotter or like get cuter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Thanks. Hot babies. Got yeah, I didn't, baby. I didn't. I thought it was fine too. I think the the way that you set it up, where you're like, all right, just want to make sure I'm not going to offend anyone. I was expecting you to say something way more offensive than ugly babies, especially mm. because that's not really one of the topics that's like really. Taboo like, necessarily. Yeah, or it's not really like in the news, you know what I mean? Sure. So uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Great, thank you. <laughs> Your part near the end about having white guilt. Yeah. Really interesting, really clever, really original. I, I haven't heard anybody take that angle yet. Great, you know, thanks. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people taking their own angles on jokes I haven't heard before. I haven't heard that one. I like that. Um, I don't know what I want to say more than just explore it more. Sure. You know, why do you feel that way? What do other people, if it like voice your fake white guilt to a white person, see how they feel? Hmm. What's your motivations? I think I think there's I think that could be a whole chunk. Like totally, a whole bit. Totally, I like that. Yeah, thanks, thanks. You could actually also add on to that just about like what being like in America, sort of like having that um, perspective. I mean, I don't really know you, but <laughs> no, like, this it, is good. Like, no, yeah. like other things that you might necessarily attribute. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Just the kind of uh, putting one foot in the American or white world and one in like yeah, the Indian yeah, world. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of I, I can play with with that. Totally. I appreciate that. You have a super like people who are listening on the radio. They wouldn't know that your voice is like super white. Like if you close your eyes and listen, it is really like white a voice, super everybody. white voice. No, it really is. It sounds like a super white voice. I've worked on that for many years. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if you got your code switching right. You, you're, you're definitely code switching correctly. But you're you look ambiguous anyways you could look mexican mm-hmm. you could look palestinian you could look indian you could look lot i mean you're all over the map totally. so yeah and then you sound so white but i i loved the thing about the the indian that you were dealing with your own colonizing oppressors like maybe there's some white guilt that tri- trickled down from that like i don't know this is great thank you guys thank you yay zoharab <laughs> zoharab s Yay! All right. You're next comedian. He runs a show called 33 Tahama. Put your hands together for Justin Carisi. If you haven't been to Tahama, get there. It's awesome. Um, I want to, first of all, my uh, my new friend today he's brought up the Illuminati. I just want to point out something. There was a, Pam, there's a satanic ritual here recently, right? Yeah, on Friday, yeah. Yeah. So this fella here, I study the occult, I know these things, has the sigil of Satan on his forehead, also the Google Play logo. <laughs> and if you think that's a coincidence, research the Chrome logo. It goes deep. 
So uh, let me see if I can get through any of this. Um, girl came back into my life, right? Girl was in my life, went away, came back, which usually means I win. I am the best you can do. When a girl says, it's been a while, that usually means I have fresh baggage. I'm an excellent female to English translator. I learned a new one recently I'd like to share with you. When a girl says, he's like my husband, not what it sounds like, that means I don't respect him and neither should you. So, girl was in my life, went away, came back, we got a beer, and she said, how's your love life? Now, I always wondered if I had any hidden talents. Turns out I can make people cry by telling them how I'm doing. So I'm like, why are you crying? Do you have any baggage you need me to help you with? And she goes, no. I'm crying because I was with you. I can't believe anyone, no one out there wants what you have to offer. Aw. So I'm like, does that mean you want it back? And she's like, hell no. Every woman I've ever been with has told me what an amazing partner I would make for someone else. Uh, and it's kind of true. I have some good qualities. I don't know what they are. Uh, I ask women what they like about me, and then they tell me, and I don't believe them, which is probably why they leave. Um, most women, when they find out how sad I am, they disappear. And you know what? Excellent choice. <laughs> You're a thinking woman. You're going to go far. Uh, but some girls try to stick around and fix me. They're just so sweet. And it's adorable because of how not even close they come to touching this catastrophe. Like this, the last girl I dated, or uh, what do you call it when someone sleeps over twice? Is that dating still? It, the last girl who made two mistakes. Uh, she said to me, you know, I think I know what would make you happy. You like music, right? Why don't you take up singing? So I'm like, every day I die a little more inside. And she's like, why don't you take up sewing? And I'm like, I made us matching body bags. All right, that's that bit. That'll do. Justin Carisi. All right, what'd you think? That was just at three minutes, just for your own edification. Cool, thank you. Um, I, I like how you're shitting on yourself. I think that that is fun. Works. I would keep the fresh baggage metaphor and apply it to yourself. I think there's some jokes in there like, oh, do you have fresh baggage? Because there's no room in the car for that. I have enough. I have a lot of baggage of my own. Or yeah. That yeah. like it's, oh, do you, do you have new baggage? Yeah, I have no time for that because I'm carrying. Did you not see my backpack? And yeah. it's like, the, I've got a lugger, of, you know. I, just, I, still, I, it, I still have what you left from last time. Right. I'd like Something to like see that, yeah. you unpack the baggage that you you like obliquely mentioned that you have huge problems, yeah. but, um, like I think that opening that the baggage to like, you know, like if you open up yours and just shake it all and be like, do you miss me? Or just like, what's in the baggage yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that was all really good stuff. I think that, uh, the reason why it worked for me was because when you're we talking about like how depressed you are, you were doing it with like a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes when people talk about how depressed they are and it really seems like they're depressed on stage, it can just be depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, your, your disposition really. That's sold it my knack. Yeah. 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 I'm going cool. for the cool. Yes. Yeah, so I'm glad I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm transmitting it finally. 
took me a Instead while. Instead of just be everyone thinking like, does he need help? Yeah. <laughs> just People often say they're afraid. Show, to show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah similarly, I'll just say also, uh, I got your persona or I felt like I knew what you were going for, which I think is like always hard to do uh, on stage. And then um, similarly, you were talking about dark stuff, but it, we were allowed to laugh. So I think yeah. that that's also a tough balance. Only feedback I would have is... Um, couple of times I felt like, um, you know, just tagging a couple of punchlines that work. Like yeah. Go back, listen, or whatever you remember. Like, I feel like a lot of those punchlines work, but I wanted you to stay in them and maybe give us a couple of more lines. Do you have any tags you remember? Uh, I, I feel the same exact way. Sorry, you can answer yeah. this question. No, I don't. I'm sorry. But sure. Yeah, no, that's good, though. That's good, though. But maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like a lot of the format of jokes, well, they're funny, but it was like, yeah, she said this to me, which means this. Like there were a lot of translation yeah. jokes. I felt like yeah, there was which two, are great. I two mean, at the beginning. I yeah. did want you to unpack those a little bit more and stay in them as opposed to just boom, boom, boom. Okay. It, it seemed like they were very close. Like I feel like the three minutes could be yeah. like seven minutes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Unpack the baggage. Open yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Air it out. Uh, I like the metaphor already kind of works and see if you can do something new with it. Or I just I just want to hear what your issues are. I think that that's fun. And I'd be like, oh, okay. That's gonna take yeah. Well, because I mean, you go you we get it like with the sadness and depression with the knitting a body bag. That's oh, all. Why? That's all very funny. But it's like I, I want to know what happened in the past. I'm just like ooh, okay. I want to hear a bit because you oh you get into the damage. So like you might as well get into the damage. Like sure, yeah. As long as it's not too painful, because you're like people are laughing at well, my damage. It'll but it'll be no, it's it'll be bad. But like, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to figure out how to make bad good. Oh, oh, it'll be horrifying, but it'll be oh, no, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna all right. Any other comments? Clap your hands together for Thank Justin Carisi. Thanks for sticking around. We have two comics left, and your next comic. It's going to be a female rock block, baby. Put your hands together for Christina Atienza. Sorry, that took a long time. So, um, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm kind of just a little shy. Um, so, I recently got fired from a job. And um, I'm kind of proud because, like, I didn't really like the people that worked there, namely this guy who kept bothering me every time I tried to take a personal call. Like, he'd always ask me, um, so who are you talking to? What was it about? And it'd go on like that because he thought he was so cute and funny till one day I was like, I came back from taking a personal call and he was like, so who was that? Who were you talking to? And I was like, well, um, that was my doctor. He said the swelling should go down in a few days, but my vagina is fine. <laughs> um, so also uh, on the same day I got fired, I went to a pho place and when I walked into the pho place, I noticed that there was like a wall of people who like, can like they completed a challenge where you had to eat like a huge bowl of pho in like a matter of time and they take your photo and they post it to the wall. So I had this idea, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that challenge and the next time I come here, I'm gonna bring a date 
so that like I'm gonna purposely like seat us where um my date could see my picture on the wall and like I'm gonna pretend not to know about it um he's gonna be like is that you and I'm gonna be like what are you talking about oh (laughs) that's me you know like less than 10 minutes um so uh I recently like hooked up with this guy who was on vacation from Texas and um we went back like I (laughs) hooking up with strangers is kind of new to me so like we went back to his hotel room and um it was going good and like he all of a sudden like slapped me on the mouth and was like shut the fuck up and I was like oh my god am I gonna die or are you just like super kinky and he was like no I'm so sorry but my parents are in the next room and I forgot to tell you (laughs) and like um so I told that story at a show recently in January and this guy who I used to hook up with came to the show and like he was like that was such a funny story that you told and because he thought I was going to talk about him and I was like dude what a narcissist thing for you to do like I have awkward embarrassing sex with everyone (laughs) um what else what else did I want to talk about Oh, okay. So I, um, I, w- I was talking to this guy on Tinder, and he was like, um, "I would love to serenade you," and I was like, "Dude, no, I don't even like it when the people at Applebee's sing me Happy Birthday." <laughs> um, what else? Uh, um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I recently also I got rejected by this guy. Um, who I really, really liked, and he did something that was so surprising to me, but also really sad. He, like, rejected me. Like, he didn't, like, you know, I didn't hit him up, like, two days earlier and be like, so, uh, how are you? And he, like, did not reply to me forever and, you know, just watch my Instagram stories and not comment on them. He, like, rejected me. Granted, it was through text, but I still like was so happy because like, oh my God. Um, I was so happy that he rejected me that I was like, damn, I'm gonna marry this guy. <laughs> all right, that's all I have, thanks. Christina Atienza, everybody. Um, I like the vanity joke, you're so vain. I bet you think this joke is about you. Uh, but I did, I liked that narcissistic joke, like, yeah, that awkward sex with everybody. Uh, and you say like a lot. I would listen back to this podcast and just count how many times you're using it kind of like a crutch, not as a simile or a metaphor. It's just something that's, you're doing it accidentally. I just think about it being purposeful if you're going to use it. You just said like a lot. But other than that, like good story about the, I like the the funny awkward sex thing. Oh no no hey that's why we're all here. I keep using the microphone though because we're still on the oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Other other any other comments? It's I mean but that's this is a really good safe place to be and start and to say like a billion times and it's totally fine and and you'll get the more stage time you have, the more economy of language that you'll find where you aren't using ums or some people click. 
they make like a clicky sound. You'll, you'll hear everybody's, what are they, like little Tourette's ticks. <laughs> Everyone has one. I mean, the goal is to try not to have them, right? But so, yeah, just something to be aware of. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the last joke was really how the guy rejected you and you thought that was so gentlemanly that you wanted to marry him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think like, like that's like, there's a lot of, like you had a lot of good jokes and maybe just if you were to uh, like, like make a little more concise, oh. hit a little bit harder because uh, just, yeah, just be more concise. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, push that XLR cable in on the bottom. It's kind of going in and out. Echo a lot more of um, similarly, like I think word economy because you seem like you're storytelling a lot, and so in that vein, you know, there either needs to be jokes as you're setting up your story, um, or your the setup to your story should be shorter. But so just kind of look at your transcript or whatever you do and see where you can kind of get rid of stuff or add humor. Thank you. I think your topics are really good, and I think your your jokes have good structure. Um, I think that the like awkward sex and meatiness and all that that stuff is hilarious when it's done well. Uh, just keep doing it until they're ironed out. Um, your your instincts are going in the right direction. Thank you. Yay, instincts! Clap your hands together, everybody, for Christina Atienza. I love your last name too, by the way. I'm super down with it. Um, I have some new stuff. I'm gonna come around. Uh, the horn here and yay me. Yay me. Hail Satan. Uh, hey everybody. I I'm so glad that America is getting back to its racist roots. Oh my goodness. I've been reading a lot about immigration lately and it is amazing. Did you know that Chinese people weren't allowed to be American citizens until like the 30s? And if you were a person who was born here and you married an Asian person, you lost your citizenship. So if you were white and you married an Asian, you're not an American. I was like, what? Are we afraid? I'm like, why are we so afraid of the Asian dick? Like we've totally debased it forever oh the chinese have small dicks are we so afraid of chinese dick is that what we is this like a huge smear campaign anyway uh so america was built on capitalism and capitalism is built on slavery uh so americans actually this is this is where i was getting to this is interesting some people argue that american slavery is a really good slavery because there was a slavery at the same time that was in the Caribbean, in the Caribbean. And there were four times the amount of slaves that went to the Caribbean. But Americans, we're better slave owners because we're capitalists and we took care of them so they could have babies so we could own the babies. Whereas in the Caribbean, they were bad slave owners because they just let them die. They'd like starve them, not pay them, like get, let them get sick because it was cheaper to get more Americans were better at slavery, yay! Is this too edgy to be like a white woman being like, I mean, slavery is awful and capitalism is terrible and I understand if somebody works for a dollar that they don't get, someone else didn't work and got the money. Something, something happened, someone got fucked basically and that's how America was built, is that we just fuck everybody and um, then steal their babies. Um, oh, and that was the other thing, oh my gosh. Okay, so 
back in the day, you used to have kids because they were worth money. So a white lady that came over from England who was like a widower or whatever, if she had five kids, she, everyone wanted to marry her in the United States because that's like $100 a year those kids could bring in when they put their little hands in the little, they have tiny little hands and they put them inside the machines and then they get chopped off and you go, oh, well, sorry about your hand. But the child labor laws were very different. And so having kids was like a really good thing. And women, they were, their labor was valued. It's funny because um, when you have a baby, it's literally called labor and you don't get paid to have a child. Isn't that weird? Like it's literally labor. It's actual real work that nobody respects. <laughs> I also, my other favorite thing is prostitution is called the oldest profession except that it's not valued or legal in any way. Ah, women's work. Ah. I'm such a heavy-handed feminist. Do you know where heavy-handed comes from? That's when you used to beat your wife. You didn't want to use such a heavy hand because you didn't want to leave a bruise. That was a, you don't want to be so heavy-handed when you smack your bitch wife in the face because she won't shut up. Am I right? Shut up and have those kids. I've been thinking about abortion a lot lately, too, and, like, why they really... Abortion was legal until the 1880s. It was very normal and practiced, and people were like, oh, women have choices about family planning. Oh, they're people, whatever. They don't want to have money, that's fine, let them. But the reason we have to have not abortions is that when poor, disenfranchised people are forced to have children, we get to have more soldiers, right? Because they hate their lives, they have no money for school, so they're just like, I guess I'll go fight and die. Ha, ha, ha. We control the means of production. Right here. <laughs> actually, I do. It's a, it's a radical idea, but I think that uh, women should be. It's kind of fascist, actually. I think that being a mother should be a job, and you should get paid for it, and they should like choose people out and say, yes, you get to be a mother, and you get all this money, and you get to have babies, and you can raise them, and we should give everybody money. I am so not a capitalist. Uh, I, I know it's not. That's the thing is it's not funny yet because it's too true. It's the make money. Uh, I'll, I'll end on my... New favorite joke. We, we're constantly disenfranchised. It's in the language, right? You're a female. I'm a person. We're all human. We're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. The thing, they put their name on everything. Menstruation. It's the one thing they literally can never do, and their name's all over it. The fucking patriarchy! I mean, menopause, I get it. When I'm 55, men are going to pause on me. They're just going to be like, uh, I don't want that dusty old vagina. Can't put a baby in there. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Yay! <laughs> the menopause joke was so good. Oh, like, yes. I'm so envious. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so, too. Uh, I just one thing you, when you said female, you emphasized feet. Oh, female. Right, 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 right. Female. Right, 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 right. I think there's a lot of you did a really good job uh, in the beginning, especially of pointing out a lot of absurdities. Uh, I thought you blew through them in a way that I think if you like pause on some of them and just like drill down on that, like um, for example talking about how we have the better version of slavery. And just stop there and let us be like, how is that even possible? And like build your case for it because you build a really interesting and absurd case for something that's true. It's, and it's abhorrent that all of that happened anyway, but it's still, I mean, we can at least hang our hats on. We were really good at slavery. And like, <laughs> thank you, cool.
<laughs> right. Nobody thinks I'm like a racist. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Bangladeshi children shouldn't have to work that hard. Uh, yeah, I, well, this is the first time I've ever said it. Like, I just, I'm honestly reading this book about immigration because I'm a weirdo. But I just thought, like, I'd ha- I should know the history when it's happening right now, and there's, it's, it's so topical. But I don't think that any of us really know the history of immigration. So, but that's the other thing is I'm trying to be like smart, but then I worry like I'm too heavy-handed with this sort of like hitting like it's when it's like when are you gonna be funny? Shut up with your stupid TED talk, you, you know like. Sure. Talk about dick in the mouth. Hope everyone likes that. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a political comic, but I don't want to be a political comic that relies on what's happening like right now, like today, like The Daily Show, where like, when I feel like I feel like, for example, Matthew Quirk, like he's constantly changing his jokes because he's constantly being topical, and that for me doesn't work because. I don't have access to big enough audiences that I can stay that topical. Like I need to make jokes that are political, but more like Bill Hicksy political, or that like are like you know, um, <laughs> or the guy, the, the George Carlin who did the fucking stuff about Jesus. Like I'm trying to make it political because I don't see the point in I, doing jokes without them being political. It feels, it, like it feels the most like Carlin's me because you have like this really like and like kind of you know energy of like almost manic energy when you're on stage talking about it necessarily feel uh, like buried in the present, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I think it works. Good. Good. Right, timeless politicalness as opposed to, because I just don't want to burn that many jokes. It's like, eh, I'm going to do Mother's Day jokes for the next two days, you know, or whatever. And then it's like, why would I spend all that time working on those jokes? I, I, wrote, a, I, wrote, a, I wrote a Kavanaugh joke last year. That was working really well. And now it's just like... Now, yeah. Does everybody remember who he is? Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been incredibly helpful. Thank you guys so much. This has been a really fun joke workshop. Um, while I go around, does everybody want to come up and just announce real quick where their next shows are or what their favorite... Oh, I'm sorry, I know you heard this show. We talked about that. Yeah. I, Justin Carisi, co-produce a show with Meredith Slaughter and Chris Riggins. Uh, Meredith Slaughter is a star producer, and she was a, became a star producer immediately on her first try. She loves comedy. She runs a show in her apartment. It's uh, it's uh, went great the first time. It's getting better every time. We have high, excellent talent. If you guys don't know about it, you should know about it. Um, it's I'm I'm I, I do a lot of work putting it together, and that's just as fun as being there and watching it. It's like it's a fantastic thing that's going on. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. I'm also going to be telling, it's called Tehama, the Tehama Comedy Show, and it's downtown Soma, yeah. Um, I am going to be, I'm going to be at Lily Max in a while, I think in like a month, I forgot. Um, just remember that, you guys. I'll be at Lily Max eventually. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to be at Submission, which is run by Natasha Vinick, who was uh, here earlier, and I'm going to be telling a story about um, my perversions and how they've led me down the right path for once. Um, and I think that that's it for now. Anyone else? Justin Carisi, everyone. Yay!
any other shows every Friday is uh, Pam Tyson's Comedy Clubhouse here at 8 o'clock this week is a weird show I need to tell everybody who's on it it's about like eating disorders and shit it's um but you're skinny it's a bunch of comics who are really skinny or have dealt with eating disorders in the past just have sort of weird body dysmorphia issues so that's gonna be fun um and but it's every Friday I'm and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone for 12 days up in Portland in Seattle so but all the shows are still happening here. Uh, I've guest hosts for both Joke Workshop and um, and uh, Happy Hour on Fridays. Also, Pamtastics. It's going to be different shows, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We have four open mics now here at the station, Sundays and Saturdays from 4 to 6, and Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 8. So that's happening. But I'll be gone from the 10th through the 22nd in Portland and Seattle. If any of you guys are up there and you want to see me live, I've got a lot of booked shows up there, a lot of fun stuff. So check out the Mutiny Instagram. Uh, Follow us at Mutiny Radio SF. And uh, yeah, like us on Facebook, even though Facebook is dying and nobody cares about it anymore. Uh, There's a new open mic tonight, downtown off uh, Montgomery Street that Kaiser Lieb is running. He has three open mics now, which is like, dude, you're crazy. Um, it's just it's just crazy to run that many open mics. But hey, that's great, providing a stage time. So tonight it's at something like Tequila's, Tequila Mockingbird. That's so cute, Tequila Mockingbird. Oh my God. Tequila's gross though. Uh, I'm gonna head on over there after eight o'clock. Also here at eight o'clock is Moonday Night Show with Meredith Slaughter and Joanna Bateman and Andy Maine. Not Andy Maine. What is her last name? I can never remember. I'm a terrible person. Anyways, um, thank you guys for supporting Mutiny Radio. Thanks for giving me money. We'll be back next week with awesome stuff. Come see us on Friday during the happy hour uh, thing. And thanks for being here. Yay! <laughs>
Sorry if 
Black Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio FM.
anyway um, so young boys what they always do is hunting when they hunt they hunt with their guns so so many people were very jealous of this boy you see with this dog because whenever he goes out he could kill big animals and this dog could kill big animals because it was so good and another thing was this this dog was so good because it was blessed by the uh, spirits so one day they went on hunting and uh, so many people were jealous of this boy they thought of how to kill the dog so what they thought was first of all they hit the dog with the knife after they hit the dog then they will uh, skin it to make sure that it will not be it will, it will not be alive and after they skin it then they could bury it so they did that one day while they were out hunting the boy was not there so they took the dog and they killed machina and so after they killed machina machina was skinned and after they skinned machina they killed machina so this boy was very sad that he could not find this As he was going home, he was singing this song. Yoga is namunu, guaraim gayam guyaenda. Yoga is namunu, guaraim gayam machinam. Yoga is namunu, guaraim guyaenda. And then the response to this song is, Yaenda. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento
for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl 